we're gonna just jump right into our linebacker rankings. Um, so let's just get right into our top three. Our top three are the same in terms of the teams we have there, but very, very, like very, a little bit different in terms of where we have them ranked. So let's just get right into it. That the number one we have the Bears. Um, and I think I can speak um, as a Raiders fan. The Oakland, Ra- sorry, the uh, Chicago Bears have the best linebacker in the in the NFL. I don't think that's a question. Khalil Mack's a monster, and I think that I think him by himself is a huge reason, or maybe the only, maybe the only reason you need to put the Bears at number one. If you consider last year, they didn't quite have the numbers you'd want as as a linebacker core, as someone that Khalil Mack is. You, he didn't really have the numbers that you'd want. However, on paper, it's still Khalil Mack and still Danny Trevathan. And Roquan Smith had a really good year last year, and they bring in Robert Quinn from the Cowboys, who just really bolsters the depth there. I think these guys can get after the quarterback. They're good in coverage. They can stop the run. They, Especially Roquan Smith is really really quick and can get anywhere on the field that he needs, needs to. Khalil Mack is very solid. Probably one of the most solid players in the NFL right now yeah. as a whole. He's still doing it at a really, really, really high level. And it's just, it's actually kind of fun to watch the Bears defense work. And it's mostly coming from the middle of the field where the linebackers are, that happens. Uh, and when we get to the Cowboys, that's kind of the same thing. Uh, they're out their defensive line up front. They're very good. However, I think a lot of the confidence that they have as players comes from the fact that their linebackers are so solid. Jalen mm-hmm. Smith had an amazing, amazing story about getting to the league with those uh, with those ACL injuries and being a late round pick and still having the talent and having the fight and still getting there. I think he's he's I think he's the best uh, linebacker here with the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch definitely has the opportunity to take that from him. He had a really good rookie season. He had a bit of a down year with the with the neck injuries, but here he is playing really well. And Sean, don't don't count out Sean Lee. He's been really solid. I think he's formerly led the league in tackles before. He knows what he's doing. He's helping Leighton Vander Esch become a great player. And I think with these three, the Cowboys linebacking core is unbelievable. And speaking of unbelievable. Bobby Wagner in Seattle. That's the reason we have them at three. Bobby Wagner's there. He's the he is the best linebacker yeah, in the NFL. Ninety nine uh, EA Sports yeah. rating. So yep. I need to know. Best. He's the best inside linebacker in the NFL. I don't think that's up for debate. Not a debate. He's, it's not. It's not. If no. you are, you're a fool. That's why I had them yeah. at two. Absolutely, and I love that they bring they bring in Jordan Brooks in the first round of the draft. They mm-hmm. passed on Queen, but. Hopefully this Jordan Brooks pick works out, and they have the one-handed wonder Shaquem Griffin there. Yeah, as Shaquem depth, Griffin he's, again. He's very solid. Yeah, the the Seahawks have a great, really great core there, um, and they just they did a really good job building on it in the draft. I think I think it's really all I need to say. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about KJ Wright. He was there with the Legion of Boom, mm-hmm. and he's still here. One yeah. of the only ones that's still here, but he's still here. Yep. And the Seahawks linebacker core is just what helps their team run on defense. Yep. Yep. And you have the 49ers at four, and I think that's absolutely fair considering what Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner were able to do last year. And that was without Quan Alexander for most of the year, who they picked up in free agency last year. Now he gets a full healthy season. 
So their linebackers are looking pretty nasty, don't you think? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, I think the fact that they're probably going to be getting a full, I mean, hopefully with them getting a whole season of, of Quan Alexander, um, I think that group is going to be absolutely stacked. Um, and yeah, like, I just think, again, this is another remarkably uh, deep linebacker core. And I think they're, um, that's a huge reason why they're part, why they're, uh, why they're in the top five. And I just think, um, some of the other players there, um, are going to be due for a really big season this year with, uh, uh, Greenlaw and Fred Warner. And again, I just think, uh, those three are such a great group to have. And then with, a hopefully with them getting a full season of Quan Alexander, they're only going to get better from there. Now, speaking of Quan Alexander, do you know where he was before he he had free agency? Uh, I don't actually. I don't think he was in Tampa Bay. Who comes in at number six on right, my list and right, yours? Right, 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 right. So they yes. really didn't skip a beat when it came to comes to linebackers, right? They brought in yep. they brought in Jason Pierre-Paul, I guess, as a replacement. Uh, they had one of the best boy. one of the best linebackers. Yeah, Levante <laughs> David is there. And he's one of the best oh linebackers God. in the NFL. He does his job exceptionally well. And one one thing that he does, or one thing that we speculate on him doing, is fostering the great fifth overall pick, Devin White, who they took last year, mm-hmm. who put up really great numbers as an inside linebacker last year. And he is only going to get better. So I have high hopes for him as a player. Uh, yep. He wasn't talked about last year much as a Buccaneer. Now, obviously, the Buccaneers are getting talked about a lot, but which I think is a little annoying. But it is what it is. The media works the way the media works. They like yep. their storylines. Devin White wasn't a storyline without Tom Brady. Now Tom Brady's here. He's a storyline. So let's follow the storyline. And speaking of storylines, 19 and a half sacks led the league last year. That was Shaquille Barrett. He's still here. I'm not totally convinced because... He had never had a year with more than four sacks in his career. Right. Now he has now he has 19 and a half in his first year with the Buccaneers. I doubt he's hitting 20. But but that's not to say that he can't hit 10. So I'm looking forward to another productive year of Shaquille Barrett coming off the edge. Yeah. Um, again, I think you really nailed it. Um and again, I think the whole I think the concerns about Shaquille Beard are actually why I don't have him a bit higher. But um, again, this is an extremely um, this is another extremely deep linebacker core. Devin White, um, along with JPP, I think it's, I think they're going to be in for another really big. Obviously, they're going to be in for another really big season if uh, Shaquille Beard can be more like the uh, Shaquille Beard from last year as opposed to the ones um, in previous seasons. For sure. Uh, and I really, really wanted to ignore the Steelers. I did. Yeah. But I can't. I just, I can't. They are. They play in a 3-4. So TJ Watt is a linebacker. Yeah. And Bud Dupree is a linebacker, mm-hmm. even though these guys are probably defensive ends if they go to a different system. But I think they play well Devin here. Bush. Devin Bush in the middle had a great rookie season. Arguably better than... Devin White's, but I wouldn't argue that. Yeah, TJ Watt was considered to be a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year last year. Not just defense, Defensive Player of the Year, for sure. 
And yeah. he, mm-hmm. if he got it, then I would not have said anything because he played well enough to deserve it. And he is so good coming off the edge, so crafty, looks a lot like yeah. JJ. And yeah, we have to face him twice a year. Great. Ah, it's okay. Yeah. We'll beat them. We'll beat them. But uh, <laughs> I have them at number four just because they have so much talent and young talent at that. There, it's a good yeah. thing that they put the franchise tag on Bud Dupree because now they have great players coming off the edge. And if they want to blitz, oh boy, good luck. Yeah, it's uh, they're yeah, the Steelers are another really deep position. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but um, it's true. A lot of these, I think that's ultimately what it takes to be this great at the um to be good at uh particular positions but yeah Devin Bush and JJ Watt are obviously really great there um and the Steelers got lucky in a lot of respects for them for um uh Watt to basically fall to the 30th overall pick because I don't think anyone at least in the uh before he got drafted really would have thought that he would kind of fall that far but um yeah that being said uh they have a really solid group there, and um, yeah, I think they're going to be great. Yeah, any um, brother, any brother of JJ Watts that plays the same same position should not be drafted thirtieth. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And yeah, um, fair. because the Jaguars are lined up as a three-four in our lads, that bumped Caleb on Chase on their twentieth overall pick last year down to being an outside linebacker rather than an edge rusher where his natural position is. So I guess he will be doing more edge rushing than linebacking. However, according to our lads, he's a linebacker, and that's why I have the Jaguars at seven, because he's a linebacker. And uh, and mm-hmm. you know who else is a linebacker? Miles Jack and Joe Schobert, who are two very solid linebackers. Incredibly solid. Yeah. Just tackle monsters, these guys. And they're, in, they're incredibly talented. Miles Jack was the one that got the fumble recovery that should have been returned for a touchdown against the Patriots in the AFC Championship in 2017. However, mm-hmm. the whistle blew it short. Kind of coincidental, don't you think? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't think. That's just that just happens sometimes. Jaguars probably should have won that game anyways. I'm not going to talk about it much. I'm a little salty, but it is what it is. The Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl. But you know what they also they also have they have depth. Leon Jacobs and Quincy Williams. Is there depth? Yeah, and Quincy Williams, another great, yeah, that's a great uh, yeah. backup to have there. Like, Quincy Williams yeah, they, is the the brother of third overall pick Quinnen Williams, yeah, and he was not playing, he wasn't starting, and he probably won't be a starter this year. But he was solid depth, and Leon Jacobs is, he's a pretty smart linebacker. He can get around the field, so uh, I like what the Jaguars have, and that puts me, that makes me want to put them above the Buffalo Bills at least. Yeah, I mean, the Bills and the Jaguars, at least, I mean, in my opinion, this could be completely wrong. I think they're very similar. Um, I do think that um, that the Jaguars are a bit more deep than the a bit more deep than the Bills, but I do think that the uh, the Bills have a bit more talent. But that being said, like we had them at seven and eight. Like again, we're literally splitting hairs here in terms of where we're putting. Kind of where we're putting each each of them, but again, like both in terms of like the talent they have there, it's it's ridiculous. Like it's so ridiculously close. Like when the Bills, you have um, you obviously have Tremaine Edmonds, who's like by far like 
the best uh, the best player in that defensive core, at least in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, you have Milano, and then uh, Lorenzo Alexander. So those three alone, are, I think, are just a really good three, uh, a really good threesome at the linebacker core. Not to mention a lot of the other defensive players that the Bills have, but um, there's Tremaine Edmonds to me. Like if you just I could just watch this guy's highlights all day long. He's such an entertaining player to watch, but I think he's also one of the most underrated and underappreciated linebackers just because it is a bit of a, a kind of deep position. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds is young, a very young player. Uh, he was drafted, I think, I think he's going to his third year. He was a, a mid-first-round pick and was definitely yeah. deserving of being a mid-first-round pick. Uh, very good player. Um, Lorenzo Alexander retired this year, so unfortunately he won't be joining that linebacker core. Very, very right. good player, Lorenzo. Right. Yeah, he right. was he was very right. good forgot, in his I career. Forgot, and if he was here, I forgot Lorenzo and retired. You can make the argument. You can make the argument that if Lorenzo Alexander would be here, then they would be a little higher than the Jaguars. But I don't know. AJ Klein. We'll see how he does in replacement as the starter. We'll see. Matt Milano is a solid player. I like him. Yep. So they're they're number yep. eight for me. And they're just above the Titans for me, just because with the Titans, you have a lot of solid former first round picks that they've put into that front seven with guys like Harold Landry, Jayon Brown, and Rashawn Evans. Great players, good depth. Uh, Not the talent level that guys like Tremaine Edmonds and Joe Schobert and Miles Jack bring, but they're very solid and they know what they're doing. They bring in the former sack leader Vic Beasley to play as an outside linebacker to rush the quarterback. I think that's a great move. And the Titans are going to be a very stout defense, in their, at least from their front seven. And their linebackers are going to be the core of where they draw their, their strength and their ability to, to cover those, those running backs and tight ends in the middle. Um, yeah, so I mean... I think you did a really good, I mean, I wasn't quite as high on the Titans as you were. I kind of decided to go in a different direction with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And I think that um, a lot of my interest in the um, in the Vikings really came from two or three players, which I think is still, I mean, it's pretty fair. Um, so the two guys there, obviously, are Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. Um, they're obviously really great. Like they're really, really great at what they do, um, and, and um, not to mention that they also have Eric Wilson. Um, I just think this is again. Um, I think just that uh, the, the the three there are really good at getting uh, getting at the quarterback. Um, Eric Kendricks, I just think is really underappreciated because I think a lot of people when they talk about the Vikings, they talk about. Uh, Harry, Harry Smith, who's obviously very worthy of that recognition because he's probably one of the best, at least one of the best safeties in the league. Um, Anthony Barr, Danielle Hunter, Xavier Rhodes, those were the guys that a lot of people talk about. But um, I think Garrett Kendricks, again, I think he's um, he's starting to kind of take the, the leading role of that of that linebacker core, and I think that's a huge reason of why the Vikings are so good or just, or just the three guys I mentioned. Yeah, you, you nailed that, and that's why I couldn't leave them off my top ten list. Just the reason I have the Titans over the Vikings is because I think the Titans linebackers are just in, in the scheme that they work in. I think they just do more. They're a, they're a three, four. So there are four of them, which means that they have more responsibility in the defense. Obviously part of the reason the Vikings are in a four, three is because they trust guys like Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr so much to, to 
in coverage and in rushing the quarterback and in covering the run. They, they're trusted, and that's why they're, they, they have that leeway, and that's why they're defensive captains, absolutely. And speaking mm-hmm. of defensive captains, you have Vaughn Miller, who is one of the best edge rushers we've seen in the last 20 years, and mm-hmm. I couldn't put him on this list. You look at got the names like Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, there are two of them, and they have like traditional linebacker roles. Whereas Bradley Chubb, who had you know over ten sacks in his rookie season, so that's saying something, and he's unbelievable. And Von Miller, whose name should speak for itself, they're more edge rushers than they are linebackers. That's why I have them as honorable mentions, just because you can't really leave them off this list, but you can't put them there because it, this is a list about linebackers, and I just it just didn't feel appropriate. So that's why I have them here. Uh, I, we haven't spoken about the Cardinals at all. We we touched on Kyler Murray in the quarterback list, mm. but I really wanted to talk about them a little bit sure. because they, they draft Isaiah Simmons at the eighth overall pick, which was a steal. steal. And he could play safety for them, but I think based on what they have, they'll probably want him as a as a middle linebacker. I think it's the best or an outside for linebacker. Them. For now. We'll see. Yeah. Uh one of the reasons why they they could afford to have him as a middle linebacker is because they also have Jordan Hicks there, who mm-hmm. was very solid with the Eagles, helped them win that that Super Bowl. Now he's here in Arizona, and he's helping them out a lot. Devondre Campbell is here. He's a solid player, a vet. He knows what he's doing. Speaking of vets that know what they're doing, uh, former sack leader Chandler Jones is on the Cardinals, and he, I think, was second in the NFL in sacks last year despite him being, I think, quite a bit older than Shaquille Barrett is. Mm-hmm. So, and funny enough, this may surprise you, but Chandler Jones, his brother, his name is John Jones, nicknamed Bones, John Bones Jones, who is one of the best UFC fighters of all time. They are a very athletic family. Chandler Jones is one of the best sack getters of the last decade. And I needed to talk about him a little bit. And the Saints just have a lot of great players here, like Demario Davis and Alex Anzalone, bringing Zach Bond in the third round, who should have gone in the first round. Uh, I actually wanted the Ravens to take Zach Bond because I didn't think Patrick Queen would last that long. But Patrick Queen did, so I forgot about Zach Bond. (laughs) Seems like everybody forgot about Zach Bond because he fell to the third round. Mm -hmm. But... Now, the Saints have a very stacked linebacker core, so I had to mention them. And that's those were my honorable mentions. Yeah, so, I mean, you um, to close up my list, we, um, you, I had the Saints. You kind of talked about the Saints a bit with the Mario Davis. And, I mean, Kirk Alonso, uh, definitely not on the same level as the Mario Davis, but he's definitely still a really good piece to have there. And then Craig Robertson. Again, nothing really too special, but I think with the three off, with the three you have there, still pretty. I think it's still a pretty good collection, at least to me. I thought that was worthy of putting them in the top ten. Absolutely, and I think you're absolutely fair to bring them into the top ten. And uh, yeah, let's move on to the defensive backs, shall we? Sounds good.